You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 what's up? We back, we back. We doing something new. Well, first off, let me say welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Um, we're glad you're here. We're a therapeutic podcast, first and foremost. Um, and like we say in at the beginning of every episode, we are a therapeutic podcast for uh, black men to kind of vent, uh, talk about issues that generally we wouldn't talk about with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that is that is what we are. If this is your first time, again, welcome. We hope that you get something from us. Maybe, um, if not, we just hope that you that this is an outlet that you can listen and just you know let off some steam. But anyway, truth. We trying something new today. We are not in the same room, and we have figured out how to get the hookup to where it almost sounds like we're in the same room. Yeah. So, hey, Joe. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm all right. It, it does sound like you're here. Hey, man. It, it's so, as we were kind of working through some of the challenges at the at the beginning, I was like, hey, no, no, I can't. And then I don't know what you hit, what magic button you press, but... Suddenly, you started sounding like you were sitting right across the table from me again. Well, that's all right. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, man. So, anyway, how are you today? You know, uh, this is a different different look here. Uh, it's a little strange. Now, it is better than the first time we tried. When, when COVID first hit, uh, and some of the folks who have been consistent listening, they'll remember we actually did this virtually, but not via this particular application, which I will not name, because we are not being paid by them. Exactly. However, uh, this sounds way better than when we did it first calling in. So I'm, I'm I'm thrilled that it sounds this way. Yeah, I am too. I am, and and now we just got to get Henry in here too. But that that may be a work in progress because I'm sure he don't he doesn't have said application that we're using. <laughs> Truth, and, or a quality device like like what we got. You know, whether it be a microphone or these headphones I got, which is what I do all my day to day work on. So I knew this was going to be a good a good sound just because it's what I use all the time anyway. So, yeah, and that's awesome. And here's the thing. I'll provide him with all that stuff. So we're going to be OK. We'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, be good. So, Henry, if you're listening, I will provide you with some stuff so that you can make this work. Yeah. And we miss hearing you on these airwaves. Man, you, you got to get in. The people looking for you. I had, I had so many people. It's funny because so many people that I talk to be like, man, I like that dude. I like Henry. I like him. I like him. So it's, it's an energy that he brings. It's just different. Because yeah. I ain't got that Henry energy. I ain't going to front. I ain't got it. So it, it's something specific, something that's valuable that people like that they relate to, they connect to. So, yeah, he need to get his tail on here. There it is. Well, it's a new week for mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah. We had, a, we had an episode come out yesterday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that, was, that was a good one. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for you all to hear the one that's coming out next week. Right. Um, that's going to be, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, but, but. Hey, we're here today, and we're gonna give you some more good content. So, um, it's all good. And which I say that that they'll hear next week. They won't hear the. They'll hear one next week, but it'll be the following week for us, right? Like, cause yes, we're we're ahead. We're ahead. Yeah, we ahead. Yeah, we got we got shows in the in the uh, archive. Well, not the archives, but in on the deck. Vault. 
ready in the vault, yeah, ready to be dropped. The they ready. We yeah, someone ready. We getting back like it was before. And we had like four or five in the vault. We ain't there yet, but back in the day, we used to have them on deck for real, for real. Exactly, and and that's the cool thing about season three, the the evolution that we talk about, the, or that Joel talks about all the time. We we are there, like we are, where we started at sitting across. Um, at my kitchen table on a small phone and a and two mm-hmm. microphones, and yep. now we're 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 here with a soundboard <laughs> <laughs> and and doing some other different things. So that's yes, that's legit. Anyway, um, ooh, this week has been something already. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yes, you want to speak on that? It sounded like you had something to say there. So yes, but I, if you don't mind, I want to back up a couple of weeks first because okay. we did not touch on this yet. We, as a as a group, Black Guy Therapy, have discussed this, so I want to bring it back to the to the table here. Any of our listeners, please, 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 do not wait. Don't hesitate. Get yourself a will. Get a will. A will simply removes a lot of the red tape that can exist. If you so happen to meet your early planned, whatever demise, you leave here, you want to put your family in a position where they do not have to litigate and go to probate court and all these other things just to be associated with whatever it is that is yours. I bring this up because one of my favorite people on earth that passed here in 2020, one of our great losses, Chadwick Bozeman, did not have a will. Now, For me, that's challenging to believe, especially since he was battling cancer for four years. So either he was like, I'm I'm not going to do a will because I'm going to beat this, or mysteriously the will disappeared. I don't know what the case is, but I'm telling everybody right now, get on your business, get a will, write it up. And and there's, there's a couple different types of wills you can get. Number one, you can do your own version where you write everything on paper. Here's what I wanted to go to. Then there's other versions, but the other one that probably holds the most weight is one where you go through a person where you pay for the services to get that will drafted. So if you you have the finances to get it drafted, get it drafted. If you don't, that's no big deal. Write it up. Be very specific. Be intentional. Because what we don't want is for another person any person for that matter, to lose their life in an unfortunate, timely, or whatever manner, and the family to have to go through not just the loss, but now a fight to get what it is that's theirs. Yeah, and and I'll expand on that. There are there are a few, di- like you said, there are a few different types of wills. Um, mm-hmm. Most people would require a simple will, um, what, what is called a simple will, um, which is very, very simple to do, um, basically hey, I leave everything I got to, you know, wife, kids, whoever, right? Um, but, and, and you know, we have a, a wide range of listeners. There may be some who, who need what are called complex wills. And those are wills um, where, you know, it's, hey, I got this money in a trust. 30% of it is to go here. And the other, you know, 70 is to yes. go here. Those are complex yeah. wills. Now, I would probably, if it were me, and this is me talking, I'd probably seek, the advice of a lawyer, right? Or have them help me draft that. Yes. <clears throat> but 
simple wheels are pretty easy to do. Um, there are websites you can go and do them on and uh, knock those out. Um, I, I can't think of any right now, nor do I want to shout any out. You go do your own research because they're not paying True. me. Um, Absolutely. But and, you know, you know, if we have any listeners out there that are military members, because you're a military member, you are entitled to to um, get your wheel, get a drafted wheel for free from the military. <laughs> Man, if anybody deserves to have their will drafted up for free, it should be my military. So I'm gonna say this now. I gotta, I gotta take a, a hard left on you real quick. Okay. So forgive me, but yes, our military personnel, anybody who lays their life on the line for another person, a will should not not only should it be something that's free, it should automatically be drafted for them where there's no there's no financial implications that they're required or responsible for. But I think about the issue with a lot of veterans that come back after any type of active duty, and they whether it's dealing with PTSD, assimilation back into uh, a civilian life, whatever it is, I'm so curious, if we love our veterans so much, why do they have to pay taxes, number one? Now, this is Joel speaking. Yeah. Why are they paying taxes? Why do they ever have to fight for employment? And I think we do a pretty good job as far as health issues with uh, VAs because my mom is a veteran and a lot of her, anytime she goes to the hospital, she goes to the VA and and pretty much everything is covered. So I think we do a good job there. We do a good job with like uh, down payment assistance for homes and things. But it's just my personal belief. If you put your life on the line for this country, this country should never require you to pay taxes. I don't know if that's crazy, though. I mean, you know, I think that's a fair point. Um, I think I I most definitely think it's a fair point. Um, The only thing I worry. Well, no, no, I don't even worry about that. I say the only thing I worry about is people trying to, you know, join the military like everybody and a mama to get in, do a little time and then get out so they don't have to pay. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, when you think about the the numbers, was it like one percent of of uh the, the country's members join the military? Oh, that's crazy, right? Or less than 1%. I don't even think it's 1%. That's cr- I never would have imagined that was the number. Yeah. That's wild. And, and I would be willing to bet, um, and I'm trying to find a way to say this in a, in, a, in a respectful manner, the majority of people, the majority, not all, because there are some people who grow up, we talked about it on the last episode, when you dressed up for the career day, the things that you're doing now, that's yep. the way you dressed up. Yep. So for you, military service might have already been on your mind. Yep. For somebody else, it might have been a last resort. And I would be willing to bet a lot of the folks that it's a last resort are the folks who are doing very bad financially and they need a way out. Yep. So the military caters to the poor folks, which is something you've mentioned on a number of our episodes. What happens to the military? If if we do these things to level the playing field, what happens to our military? If everybody got money, they don't need to join the military anymore. So I I think that's a that's an interesting, interesting point, you know, as I'm as I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, it it most definitely is. I mean, if anybody's done any research, I mean, and and like you said, granted, some of our military members, it's a family thing. It's a legacy thing. That's what you're going to do. Right. But absolutely. For a majority of them is to get out of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you're right. Like if, 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 le- if the playing field is level, what happens, what happens to them? 
the military, right. not not the people in it, but the military itself. It's yes, yes. Do they get people that are championing for the USA, the good old USA, the same way? If they don't have financial issues, mom is sick. I need to be able to do this. There's no way I'm gonna get into college. I can't pay for it. Whatever it is, do we have that same level of fervor? If I can use that word right here, if the playing field is level for everyone. Yeah. See, and it, it makes me wonder. Um, if that happens here, let, let's let's say hypothetically that situation happened. Mm-hmm. I think we become like some of our European countries where it's like, all right, we don't have a very big military, don't really need one. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to do. When you get when you come out of high school, you have to serve two a minimum of two years. And then that's it. Right. That's all you got to do. Right. So now you, you're, you're making it a, a mandatory requirement. Yeah. I could see that wow. happening if you, if you know, if everybody's level. Because if not, how do you, how do you sustain the numbers? You know, you can't, exactly. you can't. And when, so I've done a couple of things, um, and, and I don't want to pretend like this is the most definitive research you can do. That the source is the most qualified. But I remember one day I spent about an hour on YouTube, looking at the most powerful militaries in the world. And they broke it down by these various countries. And you can guess what the number one most powerful military was on the planet. That was probably it was ours, ours, right? Yeah. It was ours. And, and it was funny because I thought to myself, man, how is it that we were in the middle? Now I'm about to go super left on you for a second. <laughs> so if you need to reel me back in and shut me up, please do. But no, nah, man, this is I thought to the podcast. You know what it is truth so what used to piss me off all the time is america land of the free home of the brave this wonderful country the greatest country on earth is what people refer to it as right people here people here (laughs) people here yes let's qualify people here and i'm like but we're in the middle east we're part of the u.n the u.n number one united nations and united nations is a group that was assembled it's kind of like the Avengers of the world. All of these countries come together and we're saying our interest is to protect everyone. But the United States has the same weapons of mass destruction. Not only do we have them, but we have used them. And we're going to other countries like the Middle East, telling them that they can't have nuclear programs and all this other stuff. We need to go and get all your weapons of mass destruction. You can no longer have these. And if you don't abide by these rules, you can no longer be a part of the UN. So being a part of the UN is just not, is not only about protecting, it's also about trade, yeah. about taxes, yep. about goods being shipped to where it is that you are. So like when I worked for one organization, we weren't allowed to ship any type of goods to like Cuba or certain countries in Africa or the Middle East. So that's what the UN kind of regulates. And, and that's immediately, that's what I thought of. I'm like, man, we're, we're over here in, in the Middle East in this whole war, supposedly, or, or realistically, I don't know because that's not my lane to speak on. We're here to make sure there are no WOMDs. Yeah. But we got them. Yep. How do you justify that? 
That's a good question. I, I mean, I if if I had the answer, I don't know what I'd do if I had the answer. I probably wouldn't tell anybody because they'd be looking for me. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think a lot of people think about they don't they don't go into into that depth, right? They don't think about the the things behind it, right? Because because mm-hmm. you literally just just try you pulled the curtain back and saw what was behind what was going on behind the scenes and then you're trying to make sense of it right so yeah i I don't have an answer for that so i don't know (laughs) hey and 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 this is why this show again is so valuable for me because that's stuff i think about and and i know that if i'm at the barbershop because we talk about that like some stuff you don't talk about you may talk about about it at the barbershop I wouldn't even talk about this at the barbershop no. because I don't think people would take the time to really hear what I'm saying. Right. And then the, you know how people are. You may have a, a group of people who may, because what happens when somebody don't know what they're talking about? They just they yell get, and get louder. Right? Get to talking crazy. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. And and that would, if, obviously this is a, is, a, is a subject that not a lot of people are going to know what or what to talk about. So yeah, you would, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be in that situation that we just described. Yeah. So fortunately for me, I have this outlet where I can at least get that off of my chest because I've thought about it for years. So being able to say it out loud, oh, man, you don't know how good it feels just be able to. I ain't carrying that burden anymore. Now, everybody else in these 30 plus countries and our five, six thousand plus unique listeners, they've heard it, too. And they're probably like, man, I was thinking the exact same thing. So I'm not crazy. No listener, you are not. Yeah. We we think about these things too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing, we're not a monolith, but hey, we all are people and we definitely have some of the same thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um because because you know, I think at the end of the day, we're all put here to make this place better, right? Yes. What, what we yes. do to, you know, to to make that happen, that just depends on your life experience and 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 your life however it goes but at the end of the day i think we're all here to to make some situation better you know i'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I i think i might have mentioned this i know me and you talked about it in uh in a little bit more detail and i feel like i might have mentioned it on the show uh but one of the most valuable things that's happened for me since covid happened was I learned another level of discipline for myself. And, you know, again, now I'm shifting gears a little bit more, but the the interpersonal growth that's required to do what you said, which is I want to impact somebody else. Mm-hmm. Man, that that's a heck of a journey. And and what I realized is, you know what? I'm not the expert on astro. I'm not an astrophysicist or, uh, you you know, like these people that are really moving the thought of the United States and the world, but I am a human being with my own experiences. And the way that I can help somebody else is by continually trying to be the best version of myself. Yep. And I talk about being the best version of myself all the time for a reason, because that matters. It really matters. So when you look at like, and we talked about this last episode too, the way that Mr. Pence dealt with the vice presidential debate with Ms. Harris 
was disrespectful. He was not being the best version of himself. And I feel like she was in that instance. So you saw what it looked like when that personal growth and development was on the forefront versus, dare I say it, privilege was at the forefront. Yeah. And, and, and we talked about this too in, in that, in, in previous episode, specifically referring to what you're talking to, like where it just felt like if, if you, if you know anything about your history, about mm-hmm. black history, you're just like, ooh, I've seen this before. So, Correct. like you said, you're not being the, your best self because you're, you you have to uphold that standard, that un, unwritten standard that 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 made Jim Crow laws, that made pig laws, that made all these things that 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 hurt us, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just saying, just yeah. just thought. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good to point out right there, and um. Man, it, it's funny because, and this is something that you and I have talked about before also, and I was like, I never thought about it the way, when you when you shared your perspective, I had never thought about it that way before. But I was like, you know what, my family, we're getting our passports, and, and as crazy as these United States of America are, if it continues this road, we're getting out of here. And you were like, I'm going to stay right here and keep fighting. And I was like, that's commendable. That is not where I was coming from. I hadn't even really thought about it from that perspective. And it goes back to what I always say and what we as a as a collective, all three of us, you, Henry and myself, there's so many ways that you can fight the fight for inequality. What you're saying, that's one way. Yep. Going and going back to the continent and, and being totally ingrained in the culture, engulfed in the culture. That's another way, because who's to say we would live there forever? We would come back, bringing back the same level of empowerment that we were. So it's it's so many ways to to, as they say, skin a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and and I just want people that are listening to this show to understand that anything that we say on this show, we're not telling you this is what you have to do, but we're just providing suggestion. There are multiple options. Yeah. As long as you're doing something if you're not doing anything then you have to be quiet as long as you're doing something continue to speak be bold be loud yeah so it's funny you know you had that thought i'm I'm leaving right so mm-hmm. i actually have a friend who is literally leaving at the end of this week they are they have expatted out the country or they're going to they're going to jamaica really yeah Really? Yeah. So, um, I don't know why they chose Jamaica. Why you know him and his family chose that place, but they did. Mm-hmm. And okay. you know, I don't know what caused, what prompted that move. But like he told me, you know, I'm gonna go down here. I'm gonna do what I do for because I, I guess you can live there for six months without a visa. Um, so they're gonna live there for, I guess, at least six months, mm-hmm. and then. He's like, hell, anything got to be better than this shithole that we're in now. Yeah. So, and and the sad part is, or not sad, but I guess the reality of it is, is that this this administration has put us in a climate to where people who once were proud now feel this way. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and, you know, I'm glad you said that because I think your word choice is very, very important. And for me, 
I've I, I I was never the guy that was like America is the greatest place on earth and nowhere else. I I never felt that way, but I never felt like somewhere else is the best place on earth. I, you know what I mean? It was like right. that thought process was just not one that I had. As I got older and I heard people talking about America and being the greatest country in the world, and I'm just like, well, how do you know if you haven't been to these other countries? Because the people I was talking to and that I heard that from, I'm like, even if you've been to like five or ten, you know how many countries there are on the planet? It's so many. So I I always thought it was really short-sighted. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to travel. I wanted to visit different places, not just on the continent, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, my desire to travel back to the continent didn't happen until I was I was well into my 30s. Yeah. So I was like, man, I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Russia. And I want to just look at the architecture because it seems like it, it, there's this historic feel and, you know, it's this beauty associated. Never once did I feel about that way about Africa. So I don't mind if people go and they travel and they learn all let me not say that if they experience not learn but experience these different cultures in these different places but to blindly say that the country we're in right now is the greatest place on earth i disagree what i will say is that one of the things that makes this country amazing is that you have a case like samuel l jackson an actor who was living in his car had an issue with drugs and you look at him today He's one of the wealthiest actors that's out there. Yeah. This is a place where you can turn it around. You can turn it like that. Yeah. Snap of your fingers like Thanos. Snap your fingers and everything changes. And, and that's the beauty of the country, which is why so many people migrate to the United States, because they hear about that, that American dream. And they're like, man, if I can just get a piece of that, it's got to be better than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So I think that's that. That is what separates the United States. But unfortunately, most people are trying to achieve these goals because there's something tangible associated, whether it be status, things, creature comforts. We'll use that that phrase again. Yeah. That they want to be able to accumulate to say that they have. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this. I think it's kind of interesting. If you think about it, you have people who come from. um from different countries they come to the united states right and they come to to get that piece of the american dream that that you talked about mm-hmm. and these same people they know wh- where they came from it it was a you know it was a terrible situation for them obviously that's what that's what prompted them to leave yep but they know they have enough wherewithal to understand that okay I am not there and I am not in that situation, but I need to help my people back there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just crazy how like they come here, they get the money, they send it back. But then we got people here who will get money and then leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, it's a, it's a weird cycle, you know, it is. It, it, and, and what it, what it tells me, and I want to go back to something you said because I want you to to help the people for those who don't understand the term you use. And I'll bring it up here in a second. But it's a weird situation because a lot of people just don't know what to do. Yeah. 
I would be willing to bet that most people are like, man, I, I would prefer not to leave. But what am I to do when every time I'm looking at the TV, the news, somebody that looks like me unjustly is being murdered. Somebody that doesn't look like me is given is taken to McDonald's. Yeah. After after they commit uh, do they domestic terrorism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Domestic terrorism. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you could, I want you to go back because you said they want to. Um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember the phrase. So when somebody leaves and they denounce the United States, expat. there's a expat. Yes. Oh, Explain expat. what because I know what it is, but I need you to tell the folks what it is. So an expat is you You are a person. You, it's not that you denounce the United States. You don't give up your citizenship, but you mm-hmm. you go and you live in another country and. I mean, that country is is where you live. So you you basically say, hey, look, United States, I'm out. <laughs> yes. But you'll still get, you know, you'll still get the monies and stuff that you're old. You still obviously you're still a citizen. You still are entitled to everything that you would have had in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see a lot of um, retired persons. They, they expat to like some country on the water somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll still get their, their retirement checks or social security checks, but they're living outside the country. So it's just right. a person who's living outside the country for an extended period of time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Cause I don't, I don't know if everybody knew what expat meant. Yeah. Um, and there, there is, so let's be clear about this too. Cause something people need to understand is if you're looking or considering living outside of the United States, there are two ways to go about it. One is expat. One is to completely denounce or uh, not resign, but um, give up your citizenship. Yeah. You can you can actually give up your citizenship to the country that you're from. Now, I wouldn't suggest trying that until you receive citizenship from the country you're going to, because right. then you're going to be in limbo trying to figure out where the heck you're going to go. But there are people who have done both. So. Yeah. Just just understanding what it is you're trying to accomplish and why. It, it needs to be more than just, I'm angry, so I'm going to do this. There needs to be a bigger reason, a better reason. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I you know, I, one day I dream of being an expat at some point, you know, somewhere where I can just sit back and I have to worry about nothing and, and, and sip pina coladas on the beach. So, you know, it is a goal. <laughs> it's a goal for me anyway. Um, don't know which country or place I'll do it in, but hey, it's on my list list of things to do. Well, hey man, if you say pina coladas, I think people are gonna assume you're talking about one place in particular. Shoot, I don't know. You can drink a pina colada anywhere. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anywhere there's a beach, right? That's true. I'm just. Saying, you know how people do though. Todd said he going here. Yeah. Now, I mean, I like Mexico. Yeah, it's a cool spot, you know. I speak yeah. the language, un poquito, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Ooh. Anyway. So, let's talk about what's going on in today's news. Okay. So. Full transparency, everybody. Joel sent me something, a quote from Ice Cube, who basically mm-hmm. said, 
I know all y'all people out there talking about me, but none of y'all got communication degrees and even have um, the credentials to be talking online about me. But I just want to let it be known that he said communication degrees, and I have one. So in his eyes, I have the um, uh, authority. Yeah, I'm, I have the authority. I am authorized. <laughs> so to speak on behalf. Yeah. So he can't. He can't talk about me. Now he may be able to talk about you, but he can't talk about me. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so I, I win. I win. I won that battle. And, yeah. and and like I said, like we said, I mean, the optics of it was terrible, but. I understand. As Chris Rock would say, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, but not only did we have that happen, which we already talked about, mm-hmm. 50 Cent, did you see what 50 Cent said? See, so no lie, you sent it to me. I could not muster up the energy to open it up and read it. I, I saw the heading and I was like, first, my, my first mind said, for the same reason Charles Barkley got on TNT and was talking about he votes Republican and forget the poor people. He don't care nothing about poor people. He care about the rich people because he rich. I was like, 50 Cent has a little money. And historically, the 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 narrative has been, at least in my home, Republicans are for rich folks and the Democrats are for the not so rich folks. So that was my first thought. But I didn't have the courage to to open it. So I don't know any quotes. Well, he um, he basically endorsed Donald Trump, right? Mm. It, and it's so terrible. Um, so Donald, basically, what he this is this was his his actual, and I quote, <clears throat> uh, "What the fuck? Vote for Trump? I'm out. Fuck New York. The Knicks never win anyway. I don't care. Trump doesn't like black people. Sixty two percent of you." Are out of your fucking mind. So, and for context, people don't know what we're talking about. He's he's he has a, a picture of um, uh, the tax plan, Biden, Joe Biden's tax plan, where people in New York um, will be taxed sixty two percent. Now, to the and and this is why we always talk. You need to be intentional. You need to do your research. To the average person who looks at this, they're gonna say, "Oh my god." Um, you know, Joe Biden's trying to raise my taxes to 62%. Now, again, the average person, and I consider 50 cent an average person. He's, I mean, he has a lot of money, but he's, I don't think he's that, like, just knowledgeable, right? Um, I mean, I, I think he's a smart person. He's definitely business smart. Um, For sure. But just, For sure. you know, I, I don't know how much common sense he has. But Joe Biden's tax plan was for people who make over $400,000 a year. Now, how many normal people make over $400,000 a year? Not that many. Exactly. So he's mad because he's going to have to pay taxes. Yes. Don't you think as a a person who makes that amount of money, as as a black person who makes that amount of money, knowing you came from the projects, from the hood, whatever, you got out the mud, wouldn't you want to bring your people up with you? You would think. Yeah, so you, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, it's gonna hurt my pocket a little bit, but it's gonna help everybody else. <sighs> See, and 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 that's what I talk about all the time. One of my biggest frustrations. That's it right there. Character before all else. Character is one of the most important qualities that you can display to other folks. 
I don't know 50 Cent personally, but what I do know is he's not had an issue in his career poking at other people. Yeah. At his leisure. Definitely not. You get what I'm saying? So the reality is it's funny and it's entertaining because we like goofy stuff. We're entertained by the goofy. But realistically, making fun of uh, Floyd Mayweather because he can't read, it's not funny. You know what I mean? And so that's a to me, that's a character thing. There's certain things you don't make fun of. If you know that that somebody's mom, well, we won't go that far. But if you know that somebody has a situation that you could talk about because it wasn't that good, but it'll hurt somebody else, there's no need to do it. When we played the dozens, when we Jones, when we was whatever you, whatever you call it, yeah, snapping. Whatever you call it, when we were doing that, we never went to the obvious. If you had a friend that was 350 pounds, the whole time you were joking, it wasn't about him being fat. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's certain things that you don't do because that's character. You find something else. So that well, to me. And But, you know, when I think about his situation, I think about especially what you said when, when he, you know, he's talking about people he's never had a problem I mean, does our president our president does the same thing, right? Absolutely. And usually, isn't it to hide something else? Like, absolutely, there, there's, there's a flaw in your somewhere in that character. Yes. Um, Redirect. But at the same time, historically, you look at it. What have black people been taught to do? We've been taught to do that to each other, right? Yes. And if we've been taught to do that to each other, and that goes over generation after generation, it becomes a thing. Now we have freaking depression and now we're not living up to our best potential and yes. i just used it you know i just said depression i mean we have it it, it could cause something that would yes. pose us not to live up to our best potential and that's all we want to do yes there are lingering implications put it yes. that way yeah yes. no, i agree 100 percent. and the sad part is again we live in this weird world right now where it's like you either have to be on somebody's side or be against them. And I'm like, why can't you just have your own opinion and speak your own opinion? And if it goes against what somebody's saying, it's still your opinion. If it agrees with somebody, it's still your opinion. And and that's where I feel like we're missing the mark the most as a culture. Like if, if you're the one with the the unique opinion, it's okay. It's okay. But if you just happen to agree with the mass or the mass is, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or a sheep. This is just what you believe. And that's why. So, like, I saw a uh, <laughs> I saw a picture with Daniel Cameron, oh your boy. And I say your boy because because y'all y'all rep the same hood. Yeah, we both from Kentucky. So whatever. It is what it rep is. The same hood. Right. But there was all these jokes about him getting his hair cut. At supercuts, did you see these? No, I didn't. Does, was he really at supercuts? Please tell me this. He was. Re- he was really at supercuts. Damn it! <laughs> he was really there, and they were like, "To be black and go to supercuts and not understand that this person cutting your hair has no idea how to really sh- give you a quality shape up tells me everything I need to know." So that's kind of where the jokes came into play. Yeah. But it's it, on the flip side of that, and I will not protect him at all, but just devil's advocate. If he grew up and this is all he knew, who's to say 
that he's a sellout because this is all he knew. Yeah. And I mean, what's now, to say that, that that his experiences at that place didn't mm-hmm. shape the way he is now, you know? Yes. Yes. Now, I will say his hairline was terrible, so he didn't get a good haircut. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I like, know exactly what you're talking about. yeah, let's let's go ahead and take that part off off the table because I don't want people to be splitting hairs about Will. It was a good, no, it wasn't a good haircut. We've established that. But, like I said, I have people that I know intimately, close people to me, that were not treated well by black folk, and yeah. they were black. So they associated themselves better with white folks, Asian folks, Middle Eastern folks, not because they wanted to, but because we did not accept them. So when I think about people I know not being accepted, I think about like, okay, so now you're trying to cancel Ice Cube, but you really don't know where he is. You wanted to cancel Nick Cannon. You really don't know where he was. So before we are so quick to jump on this definitive train why don't we take a minute to understand where these folks are coming from and why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody about, about, um, about ice cube and how I wasn't mad, but they were mad. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, you know, and, and I had to, you, you held my, you, you, you use my words against me. Right. I, I was like, look, I, you got to understand, like, I get it. I say it and I've said it. We may not, it may not be what you, what you want or how you want it done, but it's an attempt. And granted mm-hmm. this one, it was all bad, but yeah, it was still an attempt. Yeah. So. Yep. And, and, and you actually made me look at that a little differently too. The only reason why I feel like it was a bad attempt is because of the timing. Oh, no, most literally, definitely. most definitely. Because literally. That was it. You know, like if it, if it weren't in the middle of an election and people going, man, people might not want to listen to our show anymore. They may hate me. And, and I apologize. I, I hate that you're mad at me for saying this, but when president Obama ran the first time, Versus when he ran the second time, started off as this devout Christian, right? I don't, I mean, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It, yes, that's you, how we started off. Me? Okay, gotcha. Yes. The second go around, he was extremely pro LGBTQ, which was not his platform the first go around. And what I realized is, you know what? It's not about whether or not you're for or against. It's more about who do I need to cater to? to get back into this position. So when, for Joel, when I think about the process and what people will go to to get elected, it takes me back to high school. Did you ever run for like homecoming court or any of that type of stuff when you were in high school? No, I ran for a student, was it student council or something like that? I lost. Okay. I didn't win. So same same thing, but not student council. I actually ran for homecoming king, and I ran for homecoming king against one of my closest friends and this other kid. And what happened is me not understanding, not knowing the way this thing works. Neither one of us won. We went to a predominantly black school and a white kid won. How did that happen? Because we split the vote. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, 
that is the mentality. We got to get to that mentality of being strategic. Like, look, I can't run if you're going to run or you can't run if I'm going to run. Who really, you know, do you really want to do this? or do? We got to get to that place. So when I look at Ice Cube, it's like, okay, strategically speaking, not just him, but, you know, others who have dabbled on the other side. Steve Harvey, that did not seem strategic at all. That seemed like, well, they told me to come up here, so I'm gonna come up here. Yeah. And, and Ice Cube, and let's be fair to him. He has since changed his tone. He has, yes. Like he realized the errors of his way, which is totally cool. That's growth, yep. development, evolution, all that good stuff. Ice Cube, what I saw him do was similar to Kaepernick, which was when put to the test and asked these questions, he was specific. He was confident. He was sure of what he was saying. There was no, this sounds weird. It was like, no, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm speaking for not diversity and inclusion, people of color. I'm speaking for Black Americans. We need to be repaid, basically, is what he was saying. So understanding that part, I'm like, okay, he's speaking the language. Whoever's in the person that can give this money to to fulfill what it is he's requesting or saying or demanding, whatever you want to look at it, it don't matter who it is. It could have been Bill. It could have been Bill Clinton. It could have been Obama. It could have been uh, 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 <laughs> I forget her name. Dang, I forgot. Anyway, um, she ran for vice president uh, with Woo-hoo. with um. Oh my God, who ran against? Oh, um, were you talking about Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin, thank you. It could have been her. It does not matter who it is. The reality is it is going to require a signature from this seat. Yeah. So I need to be able to speak to you the same way I need to be able to speak to the streets. And if the streets don't understand me speaking here and here don't understand me speaking to the streets, both of y'all can kick rocks. That's the way I took it. Yeah. And and it's funny, like you bring up that situation where you, you said y'all split the vote, right? Mm-hmm. So I was walking or, or lately I have been walking and, and as I walk past, there's a tree and there's this massive anthill on it. Okay. And, I, and it's a nice anthill. Like I never destroy the anthill. I just step on it just a little bit, just to push one little side of it down. To see him come out. And exactly. I was going to say, what do you think happens next when that happens? All yeah, of them. They come all... out, right. And then yep. when I come back and walk by it the next day or a couple days later, it looks like it never happened. Yep. Right. And we talk, I talk about that all the time. You have to be strategic. You have to move like ants. You do. So yep. what happened? They problem happened. Hey, part of the colony has fallen. Let's fix it. And mm-hmm. they fix it. And then they, when they're done, half of them don't stay outside and be mad that they had to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right, they half of them don't leave and say I'm gonna go start my own colony because this one keeps breaking down. Mm-hmm. All the ants go back inside of that that um, ant hill, and they do their job, which is yes. protecting the queen and and what whatever other duties they have as ants, right? Yes. And I yes. say this all the time, and I can't say it enough. Like as black people, we have to move like that. We yes. have to unify, and and we won't. But we do at some point, just like in the 60s, we have to find whatever it is we we have and unify around that issue. Yes. 
and then go to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Now, Agreed. obviously the 60s, it was the civil rights movement. That was our that was our unifying thing. You know, right now, I don't know what our unifying thing is or what it will be. I think, I think you know, right now we have the Black Lives Matter thing is big, but we're still fractured. We're, we're fractured. We yeah. don't have a unifying message. Yeah. So, but once and we hit that, we'll be all right. And I want to piggyback off of what you said, because I think it's important. You're absolutely right. There is. I feel like we've been the most unified we've ever been in my in my time on this earth now. However, there's still so many gaps where we could be more unified, more aligned, more speaking the same language, trying to accomplish the same end goal. But then I look at like a group. So we also have to be able to do this. Black Lives Matter is a phrase or a slogan. It is also a nonprofit organization, right? Right. And the challenge is people want to make them synonymous, and they're not. The reality is Black lives do matter. Or as our, our white counterparts would say, all lives matter. Absolutely. But we have to specify because y'all ain't acting that way. Yeah. But the, the slogan, the phrase, that's one thing. The organization is another. The organization, when it first started, I was totally opposed to the organization because when I looked on there and I looked at their mission statement, this is years ago, they changed it since, which I was like, okay, somebody got smart. It didn't mention anything about men, not one thing. And it was because two, and this is not a shot at this organization, this group, these folks, but it, were, it was two gay women that started Black Lives Matter. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So people need to also be able to understand, all right, I'm joining this group. Who started it? What do they stand on? What's their principles? And then if it doesn't align with the greater good of all, maybe I don't need to really bang that hard for it. Now, if I want to say the slogan, because the slogan is relevant to me because I am a black person, I am alive, I do matter. That's one thing. Me buying a bunch of Nike clothes and wearing them and telling other people, hey, it only costs this much. Now I'm a supporter of Nike. That's yeah. totally different than me having a pair of Nikes in the closet that I never wear. You get what I'm saying? Right. But I, I totally believe in this product because I never hurt my ankles when I wore these shoes. Two totally different things. So that's one of the, the things that, as a final thought that I'm going to say a little early, that's one of the things I want people to also get a grasp on is there's a difference between an organization and the organization's mission statement. They could be two totally different things. You got to be able to separate, discern the two, and then find out where you fit best and then utilize your skill sets to assist the progress of whatever the community, organization, people, group, whatever it is, figure that out and then do it. There you go. The people heard it first right there. So, which... You know, it's ironic. You're like, I'm going to say this is my final final statement <laughs> a little early. We we literally, um, we're coming up on time. Dang, I, I thought it was it had been a minute, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, we're coming up on time. So, um, I mean, we got, we got a good nine minutes left. I mean, if there's anything you want to flesh out real quick. 
Man, you know, honestly, I feel like I, I got a lot of stuff off of my chest. I'm going to say this again, and I'm giving away game because in my in my other life, outside of my my career, what I do for my career is totally different from my profession, my professional life. And in my professional life, I do speaking. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. You steal it, you're just a thief. I said it on here before. I'm going to continue to say it. You mentioned this earlier. In order for me to find the quote unquote meaning of life for me, I need to find out what my purpose is, right? Right. In order for us to figure out what our purpose is, we have to do one of two, well, no, just two things, two things, and then maybe some extra stuff on the outside. But number one, I have to figure out what is it that I'm good at? Number one. Number two, how can I use what I'm good at to serve other people? So I, I'm, I say this, I stand by it. When your skill aligns with serving others, you found your purpose. So in this fight that we're fighting right now for equality and equal rights, one of the skills that you and I share is we're able to, I don't want to say eloquently because that's that's too much big ups, but we're able to express ourselves in a manner in which people can understand, they hear what we're saying, we're able to, I'm trying really hard not to try to, to big us up right no, now. But, but, but what we say, we put it where the goats can get it. And, yes. And when I say put it where the goats can get it for people that don't, that's a country term right there. That is but, big time. But it means <laughs> I'm putting it where the simplest person can understand what I'm talking about. And that's yes. what we do. We try to put it in the simplest terms that a person who may not know much about a situation or whatever can get this. Mm-hmm. And use yes. it for what they need to use it for to absolutely, themselves. absolutely, and and that's all I care about right now. So, when you can figure out what it is that you're good at and how that can help somebody else, you find your purpose. And that's all we need to figure. Out life is we at what's the meaning of life. What's the purpose? That's it right there. There it is for you as an individual. It's not for everyone. It's you as an Joel as an individual, Joel, I feel comfortable now speaking to audiences and to groups of people. I feel like I can express myself in a manner where put it where the what'd you say? Put it where the, put the it goats, where the can, goats get it. can get it. Put it where the I feel like I can do that. Yeah. So because I feel like I can do that, all right, that's a skill. Now how can I put it where the goats can get it that helps those goats? Yep. That's my purpose. There you go. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leave with this. Please, for the love of God, I don't care if you want to or, you know, don't want to get out there and vote. And, and, <laughs> and, and not, not because, you know, yes, the presidential election is on the ballot. We know that. But I say this all the time. Do it for your local elections. Do it. You got city council people on that ballot. You have state senators, state congressmen. You might have the dog catcher. But all of these people are the people who affect your daily lives. So you need to get out there for for, for your benefit. Because when you when you when these people are put in office, they're gonna push their agenda. And if their agenda agenda don't match yours, then it's your fault. Right? Because you were mad because well, I ain't voting because I don't I don't like neither one whoever's running for president. Remember, there's more than just the presidential election on the ballot. 
So get out there, stand in the line, and vote because you just don't realize how much it's going to affect you locally. You say it don't matter, but it does matter because there's more than just the presidential election on the ballot. Yeah. And I've already voted, and there was six different things on the ballot other than the presidential election. So that just lets you know right there. It's, it's, it may be yeah. one, two, but from in my area, it was six. Wow. So, there you go. So, I, and I'll throw this last piece out there. So the young, the young woman that's um, supposed, well, the anticipation from a lot is that she will be the one to replace the Supreme Court Justice. Amy um, Barnett. Amy Cohen Barnett, yeah. whatever her name is. So there was uh, this last piece of game, and then I'm out. There were she was asked a, a few questions if she could stand firmly, like, yes, I stand against this and this and this and this. One was that the president could unilaterally delay the election for whatever reason, basically giving all full power to the president without having to go through the normal channels. So by electing her on your ballots or not voting and she gets in, she will give Donald Trump the power to be like, you know what, this election is fake. We need to do this again. We got to come back and do this in, in six, nine, 12 months. Yeah. And he's your president again. So there are things, and, and I know I'm one of the biggest proponents of, I ain't with the whole politics game, but I will say this. There's another game that they're playing that we ain't playing. Yep. And a part of that game is, hey, if we can get this person in and then this person and this person, they can do this stuff quietly while I'm making all the noise. They're so busy worrying about me. They're not looking at these folks. Exactly. And then them folks get in and then they start doing the stuff where it's like, how in the world do we get here? So that's where I will leave it. Um, yeah. So so whatever's on your heart, yeah. you need to do it. Yeah. And, and let's be clear, Amy... Barnett is not going to be on your ba- on anybody's ballot. That's a Senate thing, but call your senators because they those people are on your ballot. So you Correct. call them and you make sure that they take care of all that good stuff, right? Correct. So anyway, you got anything anyway, else? So you, you you're done talking to the people? I'm I'm tapped out. All right. Well, I'm tapped am out. Too. That's all I got. Uh, I am too. So you know, with that being said, y'all, we out. Peace.